This is the 423rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Letbetter, the beat reporter for the AJC. Today, the Falcons went down 24-16 to the Washington Commanders, snapping a five-game home winning streak. The Falcons had their opportunities to pull out the game, but Desmond Ritter threw an ill-advised pass off his back foot into the end zone that cost the Falcons a prime scoring opportunity late in the game. The Falcons did not rebound from that. The defense got him the ball back again, but then the offense couldn't. They were moving, but then kind of got a little bit disorganized, had procedural issues, had to call a timeout. It just was not a very good close to the game for the Falcons as they dropped to 3-3 three and three on the season. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get right to it. This was a game the Falcons, uh, a lot of people had the Falcons winning. Washington was coming in here, you know, won a three-game losing streak, had given up 30 points in each of their last three games, but they would not give up over 20 today. Let's get right to it. We got a lot from the locker room today, and so uh, we're going to get right to it. Here's Coach Arthur Smith on Desmond Ritter's interception in the end zone late in the game. The penalty... Um, and then we, you know, clock was stopped. We went, we got to delay a game, right? Change the scenario. And we got to be a lot cleaner there, and we will. You know, we had some guys needed to come out, and some of our operations weren't very clean. So we'll get that, we'll get that fixed. And then uh, on the third down, obviously the play extension, and uh, you know, a little miscommunication. It, it, and that's on all of us. So we have to get that that fixed. Yeah, the miscommunication, uh, Desmond said London went one way. He threw it another to a different spot. And, um, you know, threw it, ended up the guy was right there. So uh, I don't know. If I don't – miscommunication, bad throw? I don't know. We're going to go with bad, bad, uh, ill-advised throw. All right, Arthur Smith on a late timeout to avoid a delay of game penalty. Trying to get different guys in. Was he up? Was he down? You know, and then a little bit of lack of, uh, you know, communication coming out of the huddle. Somebody asked something, slowed him down. So I wasn't going to take the delay there. 
like I said, it's, we got to do a better job. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, just, you know, disorganized. He, he uh, went into that a lot on the procedural issues and some of the things that were going on down the stretch. And here's the next uh, question here for Coach. is about those procedural issues they had in the final two minutes. Well, guys were coming out. I mean, we made some big plays coming in and out, and we have a substitution, you know, under two minutes. As you know, they don't have to stay over the ball when you do sub under two minutes with moving clocks. So we're just trying to get a get a breather. And, um, you know, so got in there, got a play to prove, right? got the thing going, um, got it to that third and one, and then um, – you know, we think you have two shots, and you know, unfortunately, we had to burn the timeout. But either way, we still had an opportunities, and Davis undercut it and, and made the play. They cut it to 24-16, and Coach Smith explains why he went for two. We did it last year in L.A. You're down 14, you're in the fourth quarter. Those are the consequences you live with. We did it in L.A. I believe we got it to six. We did it in Tampa last year, right down there. Down 14, late. Got two shots at it. You get it. It's a six-point game. But we've done it before, like I said. And then we even got the penalty, got on the one, and they stopped us. But, yeah, we, we did it last year, Michael, twice. And, you know, last week Desmond Ritter threw for a career-high 326 yards, no interceptions. But today looked like he went backwards a little bit, 307 yards and three interceptions. So we asked Coach Smith if Desmond Ritter took a step back today. Oh, I mean, okay. You get in those situations, and as they change up looks, and you know, like I said, they made a play on the ball, the one coming out, I believe, to the field right in the third quarter. Uh, the guy undercut Van, I believe, and then they turn that in. They, I believe they score off the screen off of that to Robinson, and then the um, right going out, rolling around. You know, unfortunately, the delay happened, so it's not like I said, it's not going to be good enough when you do stuff like that. Those self-inflicted wounds and. I said you're throwing the ball away. The guy was right there. So uh, clearly, took points off the board. Just we've got to be better, and we will. That hasn't been an issue, but it clearly was today, Jeff. Well, the defensive line, uh, the Falcons came alive, had five sacks. I didn't look up the quarterback hits. We'll go through that when do uh, when we do our notes. But here's Coach Arthur Smith on the defensive line play. We've been getting a lot of pressure, Zach. So we found, we found ways to affect the quarterback. Today, they happened to turn into sacks. They've been pretty damn good all year. I mean, again, I get, that's the first thing people look at, sacks. It necessarily doesn't tell the story. Uh, it was good to get them, and we got them at big time today. Um, but we're just trying to find ways to affect the quarterback. Well, one of the uh, big uh, highlights for the day for the Falcons was Calais Campbell getting his uh, 100th career sack. So Calais was happy about that. He called it a bittersweet day. The fact that they did not win when he achieved a goal that he set for himself as a young football player. Here's Calais Campbell on his 100th sack. I think the best part about it was just uh, the genuine happiness, you know, all the team, all my teammates have from, you know, just running around and just like seeing like how hype everybody was, you know, and coming to the sideline. Like, I mean, literally, I feel like everybody coming to dap me up and just give me some love, and that was a good feeling. You know, uh, would have loved to win the game and, you know, been have, you know, have a better reason to celebrate. But I was talking with Grady, and he was like, man, hey, you just did something that very few people do. I know you love this game so much that you get frustrated in these losses. But he said, man, you should feel real proud about that and celebrate it. So, you know, he definitely got me in a better mood because I hate, I hate losing. But, you know, it does feel good to reach a, you know, a milestone that I dreamt about since I was a kid. 
All right. Calais also had some, you know, 17-year veteran, so you want to always know what's going on in the locker room from his vantage point. And here today, he, you know, we talked about evaluating this loss and what the team needs to find another gear moving forward. Yeah, we'll watch the tape and we'll figure it out. But I feel like there's um, there's still just too many mistakes here and there that lead to big points, you know. And uh, as far as our defense, man, we're so talented, so gifted. And, you know, we have to have this mentality, you know, this accountability that allows us to go to that higher level. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, we're playing good defense, 100%, without a doubt. But there's another gear there that I just want us to get to, you know, and I think it just, it really starts with just a mentality, you know. Uh, you know, I was talking with Grady, it's just, it's a will, a will inside you, you know. And I think in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line, you saw it, you know, we just, you could feel it, like, where and nothing they could do. We were just going to keep coming. And we got to get that in the first quarter and for the whole 60 minutes. And I think, you know, that's something where we just got to keep maturing as a team. I mean, this is a new defense, a lot of new guys with each other. And so I think uh, as we continue evolving, we have to get to that level where we can just dominate opponents. You know, I feel like, you know, uh, you got to definitely appreciate, uh, you know, just playing ball, you know, competing and giving yourself a, t- a chance to win. You're not going to win them all, but there's definitely another gear here that I feel like uh, we need to hit We need to hit very soon. So we'll see how it goes. And Grady Jarrett, he was one of uh, the guys to first to congratulate Calais Campbell, and here he is on efforts encouraging that they got to the quarterback, and Calais Campbell got his 100th sack. Absolutely, absolutely encouraging, you know, to see us get to the quarterback and uh, definitely trusting the process, you know, where it uh, came, came to life today and uh, everybody, you know, uh, got a little piece on the day, you know, uh, none bigger than Mr. 100. You know what I'm saying? So congratulations to Calais, man, and happy he accomplished that feat. Only a few players in uh, NFL history ever have, man, so that's awesome. But um, at the end of the day, man, we just got to go back to work. You know, um, definitely a hard one today, but we got to learn from it and, um, you know, do what we do. Arnold Ebicati got his first sack today, too. Here's what he had to say about the pass rush. You know, I was right, and you know, I had, had the sacks and the uh, hurries in the head, so it was a matter of that. Tax coming. How did it feel to get that pressure on him today? Uh, it felt good. You know, it just it just came down to the combination of the front seven, the back end doing their job, and making the quarterback kind of hold the ball, disguising the coverage a little bit more. And I think we did a pretty good job doing that this mm-hmm. game. And uh, setting them out in the second half when y'all needed to, uh, is it, you know, how did that feel to, to get that done? It feels good. You know, it's a momentum builder. Uh, we know going into the next game, we that when we're able to pressure the quarterback and make him uncomfortable the way that we did today, um, it helps um, our defense give the ball back to the offense. It's three, three and three. Um, it feel like y'all, uh, you know, in pretty good spot, still putting stuff together. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, or what do you the sense of the, you know, what well, I y'all feel like We just have to get over the hump, you mm-hmm. know. For so long, we'll be going back and forth in terms of winning and losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for us to go on that stretch, mm-hmm. kind of stack up those wins. Outside linebacker Bud Dupree also addressed the state of the team. And he also told me that he was responsible for not getting the quarterback on that fourth and one RPO. They all leaned in to Brian Robinson. Howell pulled the ball out and snuck around Bud Dupree's end for four yards. And he said he should have stopped that. His instincts told him to stay on the quarterback. He didn't do it. He went and followed the pile. And uh, the Commanders picked up a very big first down. Here's Bud Dupree on the state of the team. 
Yeah, we gotta kick it up, man. You know, we gotta take another step. Uh, us, we'll be able to bounce back this week. You know, division game. Mm-hmm, uh, that's always a beautiful thing coming mm-hmm. in, especially with a lot of guys healthy right now. Uh, at this point in the season, every division game that we want to play is gonna count. Mm-hmm. So now we gotta just focus on winning the next game, fishing mm-hmm. off each week one and zero, and everything will suit itself for the end of the season. And like y'all knew they had. That just got blown out. They was gonna come in with everything. Try to do change up. Yeah. Uh huh. So you know, man, we uh we had chances, man. We didn't make the stops. Um, uh, particularly me in the one one, one moment on the fourth and one. I should have had that stop. I, I saw the play happen. I should have just trusted the instincts and went ahead and took it. Um, also, man, you know, just being able to be cohesive football team. Everyone play on the same page together. You know, we got to continue to grow in that aspect. And um. You know, when, when defense on the field, we got to be on the field and hold ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. We can't allow any plays to be made. Um, you know, we got to cheer offense and cheer special teams on as well. All right. Uh, safety, Jesse Bates, the third. You know, he wanted, he said they were trying to take away Sam Howe's favorite weapons. But we also wanted to know about, hey, what are some of the issues uh, facing the team? How can they find another gear and assessing things at Three and three on the season. I think we got everything that we want ahead of us. Uh, you know, we just went on one for the week. Uh, we got to find some way to create some more turnovers on defense. Uh, you know, it's hard to win, you know, when you're 0 3 in the turnover battle and, you know, you give up a big return to special teams. So uh, we're not going to overreact. You know, it's week six. Uh, we're sitting at three and three, uh, which is going to be a lot of teams like this. Uh, we got a decision to make as a team. Um, Got a great opportunity going to uh, Tampa Bay next week for a divisional game. Um, but like I said, we got everything that we want uh, ahead of us. All right, Trey Flowers, who started earlier in the season at cornerback, is now making plays on the special teams unit. He came from his outside gunner contained position and walked down Jamison Crowder at the 11-yard line. On that 61-yard return, only person I saw that had a shot at him, and I haven't looked at the film review, now just one TV replay. It looked like the the snapper had a shot at him, and um, I don't know if Josh Harris was here. Maybe they get him down, but Lynn McCullum was the closest thing I saw, and then we'll go back and look at it again because uh, he busted it right up the middle. And uh, Trey Flowers walked him down and got the tackle at the eleven. Here's what Trey Flowers had to say on the 61-yard punt return. I don't know. I got to watch the tape. tape he made a play. He looked like he went up the middle, but I don't yeah. From the press box. Yeah, we got to watch him for sure. Uh-huh. What, uh, when you see that happen, what's your mindset? You know, you were one of the fastest guys on the field. It's like, hey, let me go. What are, what are you thinking? I can't score. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I play defense. Mm-hmm. Pride myself on defense, special teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know we got a good group. So we just got to kill X players and help this team win. Well, Desmond Ritter, you know, he he uh, came right in and st- was a stand-up guy uh, today. Here's what he had to say on the loss. Um, and coming up short, obviously, that's tough for us. But, you know, I think what's great for this team is that game, there's a lot of good things to learn from. Um, there's a lot of things that went wrong in there that, you know, that, that we have done, you know, right in the past um, that we just did wrong out there. Um, so there's a lot of things that, you know, us as an offense can go back and learn from, and I think it's only going to make us better. Okay, this is the biggest issue facing the Falcons, right? Okay, we talked about this a lot during uh, training camp and uh, all over the offseason. It was like, okay, you're third and one. Uh, you're third in the league in Russia. Okay, next year, 
People are going to do what? They're going to stop the run. They're going to load up to stop the run. So what are you going to have to do? Pass the football. So we've seen um, that play out here in the last four weeks. Uh, the Lions, you know, got a couple games on tape. You go up to Detroit, they sit on the run. You go to London, they sit on the run. Come back here to Houston, they sit on the run. And then today, Washington, set on the run. So you got to, you know, do more than just hit some shot plays, 22, 16, a couple 22-yarders, couple or we'll go over to big plays. You got to score. You got to score touchdowns. And so um, one thing I wanted to know, and I, I talked to both of the running backs, it's like, hey, y'all know it's going to be a loaded box. What do y'all do to bust out of there? And uh, uh, or how can you or the keys to running it when they know you're going to run it? And B. John said, hey, you know, he's got to get more physical or we got to make him pay in the pass game. That's exactly what we've been saying. And then uh, we also talked to Tyler Algier and we're going to let you hear from both of those young men who did not have uh, big rushing days. The uh, Falcons did stay with it, but uh I think B. John's 13 for 37, and we'll give you Algiers' stats when we get to the notes section. But here is first B. John Robinson, and then second, followed by running back Tyler Algier. Hey, what'll be some of the keys to you know, being able to run the ball? We you know the people are in the box like they've been on the last Yeah, I mean, we, it's more, more just the game plan of what plays we're going to run, what run plays we're going to run. Uh, how we're going to get off, how we're going to get out. And it's more just, just being more physical than the other team. And, you know, we know that we can't account for everything. Uh, so it's still, it's still on us running backs to, you know, make moves and, and, and get what we can, get those first downs, get those long explosive runs that we that we want to do. Um, but then it even opens up the pass game. So we got to execute in the pass game as well and let them back off so we can continue to, to try to gash them up front. But... That's really the main, the main focus, the main goal for us. Uh-huh. And coaches like you know, y'all are close. You know, almost had the conversion. Rona almost got the touchdown, and there's been another close win. Um, how do y'all process to move on? And uh, you know, um, and you know, three and three long yeah. seasons. So. Yeah, I mean, like you just said, we got a long season, mm-hmm. and you know, we got a lot of games that we want to win, and mm-hmm. you know, we want to win every single game coming going forward. Mm-hmm. But you know, we know that you know, it's the, 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 from this game right here, like. Yeah, it, it definitely sucks, mm-hmm. um, but we need to come back and, and refocus and get our minds right because you know we got a division game next week that we that we need to win. Mm-hmm. So we we can't come out, you know, worrying about poor me or, mm-hmm. or running slow. You know, we gotta just not worry about it and, and continue to push because you know when these long seasons happen, you know, mm-hmm. we want to have the best results as possible mm-hmm. no matter what we do. So that's, that's really it right there. I was asking Bijan that um, you know what are some of the issues for uh, the run game when they do load up the box. The coach said they were doing that. Yeah, obviously having, um, what, 10 guys in the box compared to six, six, six seven. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard look. I think just uh, just hard to put a body body to a body. You know, I think uh, obviously combos and all that get to where we need to, but just having that extra guy in the box um, can cause, cause issues, but that's just a guy that we have to handle. Or possibly, just depends on the depends what's, on the run, I guess. Yeah. What's the counter to that, or what could be the counter to that? 
play pad. I'm not, not sure. Yeah. I, I'm not, not really, not really counters. I think um, yeah, just effort. I would say. Okay. I'm, not, yeah, I'm not sure. What, no comment. Sorry. What's it like when you do see nine, ten guys in the box? Like you're standing there back, you know you're getting the ball, and you're like looking and seeing nine. Uh, I look at it as an opportunity. Just opportunity to make a guy miss. Just um, staying on my track and um, yeah, just get as much yards as we can. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, episode 423. Hey, we just want to give a special thanks to some of our visitors here uh, recently. We had David Aldridge from The Athletic to help us get ready for the Washington game. We had Jerome Solomon and Jonathan Alexander from the Houston Chronicle to help us get prepared for the Houston game. And next week, we got a special treat for you. We got Ira Kaufman, longtime Florida journalist, the Hall of Fame voter to help us come. He's agreed to come in and help us break down the books and get us prepared for that game. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're going to go to our notes here. And then we um going to go to our, our bootleg Twitter mailbag. After the game, we asked, hey, Twitter slash X family, what are y'all thinking after the 24-16 loss to the Commanders by the Falcons? And we got 80, we got 80 comments here. So we'll go, we, we, we're going to spend some time here today and let y'all go off on the Falcons after this game, we'll read the you know the readable ones, and uh, we'll keep it moving in our mailbag segment today, our kind of Twitter mailbag section. So let's go to the notes here today. Drake London was the sixth captain, and uh, let's just go over some of the other uh, game notes here. The Falcons offense recorded 402 total net yards and a. Uh, you're not supposed to lose when you get 402, but you can't throw three interceptions. So that's what the deal is there. They went over the 400 mark for the third time this season, second week in a row. 
Atlanta held Washington a fewer than 200 yards from scrimmage, 193. Uh, that was the first time this season they held somebody under 200. Through Sunday's early slated games, the Falcons' defense is second in the NFL in third down conversion rate this season, allowing just 23 of 74. All right, we'll update that number throughout the week for you all. And the Falcons' uh, defense held Washington at 2 of 10 on third down, 20% lowest third down conversion rate Atlanta has allowed this season. Now, the Falcons, you know, we wrote about this last week. It was like, hey, they got five sacks. They last in the league. They got to sack this guy. Uh, he holds on to the ball. It was 29 sacks coming in. And so they did get five sacks. And the Falcons, before the game, they had 25, 23 hurries and 21 hits. So they were getting pressure, just wasn't getting the sacks. And then, uh, so Coach took umbrage to the fact that, hey, you got sacks today. Oh, we're getting pressure. I'm not worried about sacks. No, you get the sack. Get the sack because then, you know, something still could happen on a quarterback hit. So that was on one pay. Oh, you might have got a hit, and he still got the ball out for a first down. So the pressure doesn't really do you any good without, you know, getting a guy on the ground. So you need the sacks. Don't let them tell you you don't. So they recorded five, the first game with at least five sacks since week 12 of 2020 versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Now the, um, that double, the sacks for the season, so now they got 10. So we got to go see how many the Giants got because they were tied for five. And Drake London finished with nine catches for 125, both career highs. A couple other things there. His uh, London surpassed Calvin Ridley for the second most receptions in a player's first 23 games in team history. He's trailing only Julio Jones, who had 101. He also tied Mike Pritchard for the most games with at least seven receptions, four, in a player's first 23 games in franchise history. All right, Kyle Pitts caught four passes for 43 yards and one touchdown. His first of the season and fourth of his career. John O. Smith recorded four catches for 36 and had one touchdown. His first of the season and the 18th of his career. To go with the sack, Calais Campbell also had four tackles, two quarterback hits, uh, one tackle for loss, and that sack was his 100th of his career. All right, Nate Landman had eight tackles for a third straight game with at least eight tackles. Bud Dupree had four tackles, the one missed on the uh, RPO. One solo, two quarterback hits, one tackle for loss, and 1.5 sacks, bringing his total to two and his career total to 48.5. And Arnold Ebicady had uh, two tackles and 1.5 sacks here today. His first of the season and fourth, he's up to four sacks now. Grady had a two tackle, Grady Jarrett, two tackles, two quarterback hits, one tackle for loss, one sack, and now he's up to 1.4 sacks on the season and 34 sacks over his career. All right, those are the key notes coming out of the 24-16 loss to the Washington Commanders. Next up is Tampa Bay, and we'll, we'll review them on Wednesday. But let's go to your Twitter comments. I asked you all, hey, Twitter, X family, what are y'all thinking after 24-16 loss to the Commanders by the Falcons? Leroy, Sir Leroy 83, 
Can somebody get thoughts on going for two down by eight? Also, why it took so long to get calls in on many crucial occasions. Okay, we did that um, on the uh, two-point conversion. He was saying, hey, you know, that's a gamble that they do. They did it in L.A. last year, and they at the Carolina game trying to get it to six. So, you know, if they can, you know, win the game with a, a touchdown and an extra point. So they're trying to put some extra heat on Washington. And uh, as far as the crucial uh, mistakes and the procedural stuff, sound like they were uh, trying to juggle people in and out. You know, they had packages. And, um, you know, there was a miscommunication coming out of the huddle on one play. They had to take the delay of the game. Then he didn't want to take another one. Uh, it just was a bad operation. And I'm thinking, you know, well, hey, don't you just have a two-minute offense and just run that? Uh, but, no, nah, they're mixing and matching, trying to get plays in and out. And so that that's not a smooth, you know. I just know Matt Ryan's first year, they had 11-play no-huddle operations from the rip. And they added it over time to about 33 plays. It was called Texas. Roddy gave up all the information <laughs> But, uh, you know, they that's how they could go in and out of no huddle during the game, and Matt would call everything on the field. So, you know, clearly that's not what they were trying to do today, and, and it didn't look good. And Coach took the blame for it. He's like, hey, it's on all of us, not on the quarterback. You know, uh, the whole operation was shady, and he knew it. So they'll have to figure that out. He said, we haven't had that problem before, but we certainly had it today. So – Two years in a row, we got to the goal line on Washington, and Arthur Smith abandoned. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from Marcus Graham. And uh comment is, two years in a row, we got to the goal line on Washington, and Arthur Smith abandoned his tough physical philosophy to pass the ball. Both times have resulted in interceptions. It's time for Smith to take a look in the mirror and question his identity. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm a power football guy. I hate throwing it down there. I'm going to line it up and, and knock you over, you know, do what I got to do. And then that was a tip pass up at uh, Washington last year that cost him the interception by Mariota. Okay, all right, here's another one. Uh, Richard Grogan, Bama Rover 15. Maybe Caleb Williams will want to play in Atlanta. It was a bad week for prospective college quarterbacks, but Ritter isn't it. It's their thought on the quarterback. And uh, Biz Chief, this is D Howard 405 on the Twitter. He says uh, they need to replace Arthur Smith with better coaching skill to up the offense and trade their second pick that's going to be earned from Calvin Ridley's stellar season. For Stetson Bennett, okay, you lost me there. Get out of here. Okay, he's not. I uh, uh, hope he's doing well, but he with the Rams. But that don't make any sense. Okay, Maceo Woodard, Mac Macchiao. Uh Arthur Smith made his QB look even worse than he would have looked on his own. Yeah, they would probably, probably try and do too much there. I mean, I'm writing on deadline. I'm trying to get the story together, but I'll go back in a – go over the film on that disorganization and see uh i want to see what matt ryan has to say about it too on the broadcast that'd be good to go all right here last one here yeah they're on the coach today nate runs five nate 
Nate says, Art needs to look in the mirror. He needs to be better. Absolutely horrible play calling day on his part. All right, folks love going to that play calling card. When the team loses, nobody comes in there when they win on the play calling card. But that's it today from the uh, 423rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Really appreciate you all listening. And uh, tell a friend there to go subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Look forward to uh, talking to Ira Kaufman this week. He'll be helping us preview the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Take care and have a great week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.